This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. About time that I got my respect. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Welcome to another episode of TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Let me tell you. If we ain't got nothing to talk about today, we ain't never going to have anything to talk about. Controversial signings, controversial press conferences, controversial controversial attempted actions going to be taken for the placement and or unassing of the last quarterback's contract. There's all kind of stuff to talk about. And hey, Nick Mullins got a job. So how about that? Really? How y'all doing today on this happy, happy Sunday, April the 3rd, 2022. Good, good. Yeah. Yes, sir. David and Joker wants a trade. Ah, April Fool's. Good, good thing. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, not funny. Not funny. Ah, that's what the Browns said anyway. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromara hosting a football camp in Ghana. That's the big news of the week. Nice. And the Buffalo Bills announced a new uniform. Really? <laughs> I didn't see that. Ah, where were you on April 1st? And is it oh, real now, or isn't it? Now it I is it real or isn't it? That's what the, the world wants to know. And Dabo Sweeney has something to say about Deshaun Watson. But we'll get to all that. Right now, boys. So, anyway, it's been a long two weeks since we talked last. And and when we talked last was just, oh, what, three days separated from the Browns announcing that they had signed Deshaun Watson to a freaking controversial and record-setting $230 million guaranteed for, what, five years, right? Five years, right. Yeah. In the meantime, the Cavs have fallen out of the sweet sixth seed and are fighting to stay in the play-in tournament, but that's basketball, so we won't be talking much about that anyway. And uh, can Amari Cooper make the Browns offense more explosive? Let's hope so. Yes, he can. Yes. So let's start by one of the weirder pieces of news I saw. Um. And and it, it, it's anybody's guess whether or not this is real or, or if it'll become real. How about that? We all know that Andrew right. Barry has been, for the Browns, a very um, effective, if you will, general manager. And he's done some things, um, not to exclude the most recent thing, and that is set a precedent on quarterback negotiations for the league. Right. 
Okay, right. by guaranteeing the full freaking contract of one Deshaun Watson. But right. here, get this. Um, and and listen, you got to remember that this came out on April first. Okay. Right. So, was this an April Fool's joke? Because it wasn't released by the Browns. It was right. actually written by Chris Pocorny on uh, on SB Nation, okay, in the Dogs by Nature. And in brackets before this headline is April Fool's. So, and let's wait and see. But it's certainly interesting. Browns reportedly yeah. looking to set another precedent with Baker Mayfield and XFL negotiations. Does Andrew Barry have another unprecedented move up his sleeve? And it, it basically goes on. You know, the article starts out, you know, hey, earlier this week, we looked into Andrew Barry's stealth shot at the competition in which the 200, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. So, you know, hey, what to do about Baker Mayfield? So here it goes. There might be another reason why Barry is keeping Mayfield on the roster, though. The league's recent partnership with the XFL. Hmm. When the partnership was announced, it was made clear that it would be it would not be seen as a feeder or development league, but as a testing ground for the NFL to test and develop new rules, innovations and ideas. Per Zach Jackson of The Athletic, Barry and the Browns front office have been discussing strategic ways to offload Baker Mayfield's rights to the XFL in a move that could shave off half of the cap hit that he is owed in 2022. Essentially, Cleveland would reach a deal with the XFL to send a million dollars over each of the next 10 years, which they would then distribute each year to Mayfield. Mayfield would then be released by the Browns so that he could have the choice to sign with whoever he wants, an incentive that is very important to the first overall pick of 2018. In exchange for Mayfield being an advocate for the XFL and even participating in their spring 2023 season, if healthy enough to do so. In order to get back in the limelight, the, X, the XFL needs a face of the league and they think Mayfield could be their guy. There's a lot of ifs and all that, though, and it, I'd be hard pressed into thinking that the NFL will actually permit such a deal. However, if the Browns are truly looking into it, then maybe this is the type of innovative deal that the league was looking to explore when their partnership with the XFL was announced. April Fool's joke or something to it? Stay tuned, boys. Stay tuned. Never know. Never know. And, and well, I don't know necessarily that Mayfield would have to go along with it, but you would think that his camp would have to be in on it. But I, I don't think there's much to it given the day it came out. Okay. Right. Because yeah. on that same day, David and Joku demanded a trade on his Twitter. Yeah. Account, and then came back and said, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't going anywhere. And then the Browns of course came back and said, that shit ain't funny. Yeah. Right. Not funny. Yeah, but but his post was at 9.15 a.m. Good morning, all. I've instructed my agent to seek a trade. I wanted the fans to know first. 
And yeah, and and so there you have it. Uh, probably probably nothing to that. Um, right. The Browns have, in fact, made uh, jumps in people's power rankings and are the betting favorite in Las Vegas to win the AFC North this year. The betting favorite. I didn't say the prognosticator's favorite, the football expert's favorite, the betting favorite. Okay. Well, and right. some of those other ones I expect to change once they actually see Watson. Because people, I mean, like, we got to be realistic. We have to actually see him. We don't even know the Browns made good on the trade yet until we see him play. Well, and the, uh, the other thing is, <clears throat> when will we see Watson? Because I guess we should talk about the fucking elephant in the room right now and get it out of the way. Um, the idea that Watson's going to play from day one is probably not <clears throat> viable. Okay. Well, I have another side to that well, coin. That we haven't, we haven't, listen, we're going to talk about that, but let me put it out there. Okay. The idea that Watson is going to play from day one is probably not viable. It's one of the reasons why the thing you saw the Browns do right after signing Watson was signing Jacoby Brissett. Okay. And Jacoby right. Brissett is likely going to be your starting quarterback at the start of this coming season. All right. right. If you're a Browns fan and you're waiting to see Deshaun Watson, there is a high likelihood that it'll be November before you see him. Now, having said that, there's a number of things going on. One, a second grand jury convened and considered charges and declined to charge John Watson criminally for what he's accused of. The other thing is, and it keeps getting bandied about, is there's 22 women who have civil cases against Deshaun Watson. And one thing that I keep hearing people not say about this, all the people that want to make the point, well, when there's 22 people, when there's smoke, there's fire. But how often do you see 22 litigants with separate cases all have the same lawyer. And yeah, this, that's this smacks of somebody that went recruiting victims. And I'm using my Dr. Evil quotes. And listen, I do not want to demean um, any of these women's cases because, again, right. but, but, but just like in the criminal justice system, you're innocent until proven guilty and the burden of proof is on the prosecution, mm -hmm. Right. Right. When you file yes, a sir. civil when you file a civil suit, the burden of proof is on the plaint on the plaintiff. Okay. Again, the person being sued is is assumed innocent until the plaintiff proves otherwise. None of these right. cases having been in court yet, I think it is ill-advised for anybody to assume Deshaun Watson is guilty of anything but what is obvious that he's guilty of, and that is extremely poor fucking judgment when it right. comes to selecting masseuses. No doubt. No well, doubt. And the other thing to it is this. If you if you even think about that for a second, like everything you just said, right? Mm -hmm. And then you toss in the fact that like many people I've even read pointing out how many of these people took multiple visits. The ones that took multiple visits shouldn't even be on, on this lawyer's list of people to help. Okay? Because right. she's demeaning the other ones. OK, right. Because if they took multiple visits, you're going to have to sit here and be like, OK, so you took him again after it happened. 
Right. You right. let him come back? But but here's the other thing that we don't know, because when when and we'd be talking out of school to say that. Are there even any that took multiple visits? Because listen, there's well, twenty-two. There's twenty-two that have filed suit, but there's allegedly forty. Okay, over the five years that Deshaun Watson was with the Texans. Okay, okay. right. So I, you know, forty masseuses over a five-year period. I don't know that anybody came back for a second. Okay, I, I get no. what you're saying. And, I get what you're saying, and, but and I'm, you still have the eighteen that defended him. Okay, well, I hadn't heard about them. I heard that 18 were prepared to settle, and there were four holdouts, and the reason that these cases aren't all settled is because of that, because he was like, okay. look, I'm either going to settle all of them or I'm going to fight them. But now, what I'm basically saying here, though, is for the same reasons people are like, well, 22, you think nothing happened? I can sit here and say the same thing. For 22, you're telling me no multiple visits? For 22, you're telling me that nobody had the thought if this was actually happened. See, now you're saying 22 and then 40, right? So 22 mm-hmm. of 40, okay? And mm-hmm. then of those 22, none of them decided to come out before now to say anything. Nobody took anything. There's no blackmail in there. There's no extortion. Eh? Where they get everything thrown out. Like that's probably the probabilities are low for any. And there's also a possibility that anybody that visited twice, it nothing might have happened until the second time. That I mean, that's true. But then you're going into another set of probabilities. What I'm saying is everybody wants to take the probability of either 22, nothing happened. They use the same probabilities for everything else. though. Okay, so rather than speculate whether Deshaun did it or not. okay, let's talk about what the implications are for the team. In terms of this, because one of the things that folks that know how the NFL's disciplinary system works, okay, are basically saying that if these cases are not adjudicated by the start of the season, it won't be a suspension that Deshaun Watson is worried about. It'll be the commissioner's exempt list. Because what they will not do is disrupt the flow of the season with Deshaun Watson uh, pursuing defense of himself in actual courtrooms and having to give depositions and all that stuff. They'll put him on the commissioner's exempt list. He will get his pay, but he will not be allowed to participate at all. And it won't even be a suspension. Any time he spends on the exempt list won't even be counted toward his suspension should there be one. And so the the thing is here, then that that would seem to pressure Deshaun Watson to look, let's get these cases settled. So this next headline figures in key. Browns won't push Deshaun Watson to settle civil lawsuits. Deshaun Watson has a brand new team, but he still has 22 civil lawsuits to face. And while other interested clubs wanted Watson to settle those suits before a potential trade, the Browns will not push him to do the same, as Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland.com writes. That's up to them, owner Jimmy Haslam said. He feels very strongly that he did nothing wrong. We have confidence in Deshaun and his legal team, They'll make good decisions. So this position that the Browns have taken could work out to where you're looking at D- D- Jacoby Prezet as your starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. Okay, the other thing, theory I'd like to deposit, I heard the other day from someone who felt very strongly about it, uh-huh. is that this is all going to take so long 
that no suspension may take place or exemption, whatever, during the season, he may play the entire season. No, not where it all happens. If these cases are not settled, and Mike Florio, I know you know who Mike Florio is from a football standpoint. He is the uh, pro football talk host. But Mike Florio is also a lawyer, okay? And he has, right. he knows how the league operates. If these cases are not settled by the start of the season, Deshaun Watson will go to the commissioner's exempt list and will not play until I mean, these cases are settled. At all, that doesn't seem fair at all. It, that is the not. way the league conducts this type of business. So they're assuming he's guilty until no, proven no, it. no. no they're not. saying while you are in court. Settle these cases and get this cloud from over you. Okay? Wow. Or wow. we're going to put you on the exempt list. There's no harm to the employee because he will still be receiving his pay. He is exempt to disciplinary until the cases are settled. Whoa. Okay? That's why I... it's called the commissioner's exempt list. All right. All right. So no, no I mean, yeah, what he's saying is right, but and it there's no reason for them to to do it. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Just, and and so uh, what the Browns have have clearly, obviously calculated is that Deshaun may not be available to us this year. Yeah, and 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 that's a well, it's a very smart thing, but you would think they would do that. I mean. And well, no, they they just came out and said we are not going to pressure him to settle these lawsuits. And what's interesting about them saying that? Here's what's real interesting about them saying that. At uh-huh. the end of all of this, if he ends up having to sit out another season, and it's really determined that he really is completely innocent in this, and there really is no information to indict him at all, you possibly could see possibility of suing him, suing the lawyer or whoever else. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because they're just doing it to do it at that point. At this point, that though, at this point, though, I you know, this is a personal feeling of mine. OK, I again, Deshaun is guilty of being a stupid young man at the very least here. Yeah. And not using good judgment when it comes to the selecting of his masseuses. All right. And chalk it up to what it is, but Mm -hmm. if Deshaun really wants to get on with his football career, here's a kid that's really kind of got to decide what's Mm -hmm. more important to him. To totally clear my name and and unbesmirch my reputation or to play football. And if playing football is his one priority, then settle these cases and get them out of your fucking life. The one the one good thing for him about settling them, if they're all with one lawyer, okay, Mm -hmm. it should be easy. The lawyer can't ask for some astronomical amount for each each one of the cases. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. It would have to be split on. Okay. So I wonder that is not that should be a plus. You know what? I wonder, Unless though, they're just asking for something ridiculous. And that's why it's a hold up. I really wonder if part of the investigation could possibly be looking into the idea or notion that the attorney recruited these people. Well, I, 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 I got to believe I got to believe that's why the NFL has not weighed in yet, because it is that determination which is going to make this a punishable conduct offense or not. Right. Again, you can't punish a guy for poor judgment. 
Okay. No. The league's conduct policy addresses specific conduct. Now, I, I'll turn to Solomon Wilcott's uh, show that he has on the Sirius XM NFL Network. And I was listening, oh, yeah, we could go Friday, you know. Um, and he basically went through the timeline. And so here, here's the thing. Now, you know, Deshaun Watson, and let's see, here's another point, a little side point that every Browns fan should know, okay? You know, Deshaun Watson actually has has torn his ACL twice, okay? okay? So all the mobile film that you see of Deshaun Watson may not be accurate as to the ability that you get back on the field, okay? That's, That's one. True. And we all saw, we all saw, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., do a second tear on his ACL in the Super Bowl. Okay. So right. once injured, easier to injure. Okay. That's one thing. But he actually didn't play a good portion of the 2020 season, if I'm correct, because he was injured. All right. Right. Now, they also fired Bill Callahan. The, the Texans did, and they were obviously then on a head coaching search. And Deshaun Watson wanted input into the interviewing process and the selection. Not He didn't want to be able to select him, but he certainly wanted his input. And one of his specific requests was, hey, guys, at least interview Eric Bieniemy," which yes. the club declined to do and actually gave Deshaun no input at all in the head coaching search and or the general manager search, okay? And it's at that point that Deshaun Watson says, Mm -hmm. hey, I don't like the way they're doing business here. I want to trade. And that's when you started hearing rumors of Deshaun Watson being traded to the Miami Dolphins and the whole collusion thing between Flores and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, all this shit is tied together. All right. right. Now, the enemy is with the Chiefs now, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. He was then. He was then as well. Offensive coordinator of the Kansas now, City Chiefs. Now I'm just gonna. I'm gonna state something here. Uh huh. Now I'm reading between the lines. I might be reading in too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we got all the controversy with cases. The NFL is not forcing them to settle. Right. We got a bunch of stuff going on. We also have Watson going. Hey, I want them to at least interview him. Right. Mm-hmm. We got some rumblings about there being some connection with some stuff to that team. Okay. Cause Watson already requested a trade. That's mm-hmm. other stuff that hadn't really gone into. Now the NFL comes out and before this, um, the draft here, they're like, we're going to require every NFL team to hire a black offensive coordinator. We're all and, or and some, some senior some coach. Right, some senior coach. That's what. Okay, which which, which I there. will tell you so, is is controversial in its own right. Yes, it's controversial in its Allowing own right. Allowing opportunity this, and enforcing or creating a quota. These are two different things. Right, right. But let me finish what I'm going into. I think this might be a kickback. Okay, to things mm-hmm. that might end up coming out. Okay, about something. I think we're what we're experiencing over in the Watson side and why they're being brunt they're brunted on not just settling is because there's probably something under there that's mm-hmm. not coming out yet that both sides are threatening to come out with something okay i would and just say keep your, eyes, might be, keep your eyes on the flores lawsuit against the dolphins which it is now rumored that there are two <clears throat> other coaching candidates 
going to be named as co-litigants and two more teams added as being sued by Flores. And it's going to become a class action. Right. Okay? Right. But what's I it, like what's that one. Well, basically what I was getting at, there may be rumblings under there about why they didn't take that interview and that actually meaning something and it leading to this. Not that Flores doesn't also mean anything to what the NFL did, but that may have something well, to do th- with this. This is the way. point that Solomon Wilcox was making. Now, it was only after. Now, keep in mind now, if this guy's got 40 masseuses over a five-year period and and half of them, roughly half of them, slightly over half of 40 is 22, have right. had issues with Deshaun. Um, is it a timing coincidence that nothing was ever even mentioned about this until 60 days after? Um, wait, until 60 right. days after, wait, until 60 days after, Deshaun says, I want to trade. And by the way, the lawyer who's representing the 22 women just happens to be a member of the same country club as the owner of the fucking Texans. Yeah. And wasn't the owner tied to some kind of discrimination stuff? Even well, this is what Deshaun Watson was bringing out. OK, right. that's, that's what I'm why saying. he wanted out. So let's just be clear that. There's a lot more than meets the eye here, but I don't want to demean any of these women's alleging that they have been harmed. Okay. Oh, oh, I don't either. And that's why I've been pointing out the fact that it's, it's probably going to end up being a big misjudgment by the lawyer. Okay, taking on so many of them and not weeding through the information of what will well, actually it, it, it looks on work the outside like this guy had to go recruit these twenty-two women. What are the what are the odds that twenty-two separate women with twenty-two separate cases all sought out the same lawyer? Right. Really? It sounds exactly. like the lawyer I mean, sought them out. And you said just saying I it mean, sounds like the lawyer saw, by the way, and the team with knowledge of who Deshaun was doing business with for his masseuses probably gave the lawyer the names. Right. To deflect attention away from them and mm-hmm. this discriminatory hiring practice and then put the onus on Deshaun, making him the bad guy. This is there is certainly enough evidence to say that that is a possibility and i can't say that i believe one way or the other about this what i can tell you is that something don't look what they say something in the milk ain't clear okay no no yeah yeah, something fish going on yeah and and, you know the attorney um let's face it is he he like he's known for these kinds of cases and he's that popular with these kinds of cases that they all picked him? Yeah, right. Okay. I, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I and, and and let's be honest. While these types of cases is a term we can use, what does that mean? Because I don't exactly. know that we've ever seen before cases that involve a guy using this many different masseuses over a given period of time. I, th- listen. The practice was clearly imprudent on the depart the part of Deshaun Watson. What Deshaun Watson is should do is find a good mm-hmm. masseuse and and give his, especially given given his income now. You know, LeBron James, let's just use an example. <clears throat> he wanted to have he wanted to start eating in such a way that fueled him taking care of his body. He found a chef he liked and he hired that guy. 
Yeah. And that guy don't work for anybody else but LeBron, and LeBron's got that kind of money. Well, maybe Deshaun didn't before, but he sure damn well does now, and he needs to hire a good masseuse and stop this mm. practice. Right. And then, I mean, you know, it's, it's still encouraging that these 18 women of the 40 came out in his defense. That, I think, has I, a lot I, of I, I Again, I have I have seen nothing. Where do you see this? Please send me a link to this because I've seen nothing I I that, says, that says that. <clears throat> I will. Okay. I will do that. I Absolutely, will. because I've seen well, nothing that says that. I haven't seen anybody come out, any masseuse come out in Deshaun Watson's defense. Well, I mean, the other thing I take from this as well and I'm not saying this is happening, but if they, you got a, a, a link between the lawyer and the owner, right? If they mm-hmm. find any links between the masseuses and the lawyer or the owner, okay, now you get into another realm and, and you might be getting into entrapment, which will get it, have it thrown. Oh, out. absolutely. I mean, I, I, I believe there's a high probability just given the circumstantial evidence that we've talked about that I would expect at the outset of any of these court cases, should they not be settled out of court, that on the first day that they convene in a courtroom, Deshaun Watson's lawyers move to dismiss. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. <clears throat> um, but but I, I let's move along because I don't want this whole show to be about Deshaun Watson. There's other shit to talk about. And here's a headline that'll make you say, hmm. And that is. Haslam's admit they didn't know what they were doing when they bought the Browns. <laughs> wow. I find that believable. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, huh? Before Jimmy and D. Haslam bought the Browns, they were minority owners of the Steelers. At the time, that was sold as a positive. Their, their previous involvement with a winning franchise should give them a good idea of how to rebuild the Browns. Well, but it hasn't worked out that way. Uh, now the Haslam's are admitting that their experience with the Steelers didn't teach them much of anything and that they didn't know what they were doing when they bought the Browns a decade ago. Uh, it, it, no, no, you just don't know anything, D. Haslam said via Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal. Jimmy Haslam offered a similar acknowledgement. We did a lousy job at first, Jimmy Haslam said. I mean, let's just face it. It's probably fair to say we didn't know what we were doing. In some ways, I go 10 years we haven't won very many games. So I look at it that way. And and listen, I certainly hope that this whole Deshaun Watson affair is not the Browns still floundering around trying to find some success at quarterback. Okay. Right. Um, and it could be. And it could be. Let's 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 just be clear that and and, and many who've listened to me back back in the previous generation of the podcast, this Browns fan. And, 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 of course, now I've reminded people on numerous occasions that I was not a proponent of drafting Baker Mayfield. That was a John Dorsey decision. Um, and a lot of people will tell you it was Jimmy Haslam telling John Dorsey what to do. Um, but having, having gone through the Johnny Manziel fiasco, uh, right. Baker Mayfield was physically so similar. And then, of course, given the incident with the cops chasing him and slamming him into the concrete. And if nobody's seen that film, please go watch it. Uh, it looked like he might have the same type of social issues that Johnny Manziel had. Uh, and and it yeah, just looked I, like a replay of the whole thing. And I said, why, if the Browns want prototypical 
performance out of a quarterback, won't they draft a prototype at quarterback? Right. And, 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 and again, four years later, they're walking away from Baker like it was a big mistake. So right. there's nothing to say to me at this point that four years from now, we won't be walking away from Deshaun saying, what a big mistake. <laughs> I mean, by this, by this by is the way true. I send you the links. Yes, I know. I saw it, but, yeah, but okay. I, I, right, I got to have time there. to read it and digest it. And I'm not going to no, just want to let you know. Yeah. 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 Interesting enough with that. I mean, this is why people don't really know. We got a. we did. I saw many things that gave us a grade on our offseason so far. They're the C minuses and F's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason why is because you can't judge what the Browns have done already. You right. can't. You have to see him play. You, you can't judge it. That's why I think the amount of picks <clears throat> we gave. This is not even talking about the money. OK, right. I think the amount of picks that we gave was ridiculous. OK. I, I I still think he's going to be good. Don't don't make this seem like uh, I don't think he's going to be good. But people have to understand Watson has to come in and be great. <laughs> great or excellent. Yeah, yeah. Not For the Browns to look like they knew what the hell they were doing. There's a Super Bowl in our future. Right. Or or he's a got during MVP looking like he should be leading the Super Bowl and he's but dragging. I, well, a, a let team me tell you something. Go. Any anything but getting to the game and winning it is going to be a failure as far as the acquisition of Deshaun Watson, because you just gave this guy an unprecedented guarantee of the entire full contract. Come on, Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, signed a contract two weeks before Deshaun and only got $150 of it guaranteed. Right. Lamar Jackson, an MVP winner. uh, Lamar Jackson, an MVP winner. And and Steve Biscotti is pissed off with the Browns because now he's got to negotiate with a guy. And by the way, Lamar Jackson not having an agent at this point is looking a little stupid. He ought to sign with somebody right now. Yeah. You 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 could be an MVP though and not win the Super Bowl. And that yes. doesn't well, that doesn't make Deshaun the Deshaun Watson look. Deshaun Watson hasn't won the Super Bowl. He's there's no precedent. He's not even won an MVP. There's no precedent <laughs> that Deshaun Watson has set to be the guy that gets the first fully guaranteed five year two hundred and thirty million dollar contract in the league. No, I understand that all I'm saying is that you could he could get the MVP, we could go to the Super Bowl and not win it, and that doesn't mean the Browns are a failure. It will mean that the signing of if, if Deshaun Watson doesn't guide you to and win a Super Bowl, you paying him two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed over five years is stupid. I'm going okay. to put it this way. No, no, no. I'm going to put it this way. OK, what the Browns did is they put themselves in a situation. The picks, the, the picks, the actual trade in the picks. OK, uh-huh. that to me signifies that's the that's the pressure on the Browns and Watson because Watson is going to be looked like he wasn't worth it. OK, if he doesn't come out and win MVP, the money they gave him, OK, is no different than what L.A. did last year. They have to win a Super Bowl for that. Some team was going to do that sooner or later, by the I, way. I get it. That. It just happened but, to be the Browns. Okay. OK. Some team doing that sooner or later is going to be because that quarterback at what these teams are mad about, and I'll explain it. What, the, what these teams are mad about is because by the Browns paying a, the biggest contract and it all being freaking guaranteed, okay, it puts them in Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. Baltimore's like, no, we won't trade Lamar Jackson for nobody, right? And then Lamar's like, well, will you give me a Deshaun Watson contract? And they're like, well, I mean, you're, I mean, 
when we said we're not trading you for anybody, we didn't mean we wanted to, you know, pay you whatever fully guaranteed. You know what I mean? He's a running quarterback. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. now when you do that though, what if there's a team over and what if Seattle's like, we'll do it for you. And Baltimore's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, it could happen. I know that could happen, but that doesn't that doesn't mean, though, that being able to happen does not mean by a team doing that and committing in that kind of way doesn't mean that you shouldn't be expecting Super Bowl. Yeah. That no, no doubt that, though, that that's so that doesn't change anything. See, with see the goal what, of the Browns under, understand that, that the goal that. of the Browns and the goal of Deshaun Watson is not for Deshaun Watson to get us to the playoffs. It is not for Deshaun Watson to win MVP. The goal of the Browns is for Deshaun Watson to get us to the Super Bowl and win that game. Right. All right. And anything short well, of that, anything short of that makes this guaranteed $230 million five-year contract look like and don't know another bad decision by the right. Browns. Like to explain it even better, every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl at the start right. of the season. Yeah, right? no matter what. Right. Yeah. But reality sets in, okay, as you play is whether that is actually possible. And you're not gonna put more money into something knowing, well, I need more talent. Okay. You're not gonna it's pay about- these guys the whole ship if you know you need more talent later. Okay. The Browns are already paying like they have all the talent. And if you want to blame somebody on why did the Browns decide to go all in in this kind of manner on somebody, blame the it's Rams. Been- well, yeah, they well, traded the their Rams fucking too. future away for a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, they did. They the Rams did. have they no first round out, picks for the next five fucking years. Man, okay. let's face it. There's no dynasties anymore. It's more difficult now to go all the way and win the Super Bowl than it ever was. But anyway, you know let's I- stop talking about what Deshaun's going to do for the Browns. And let's talk about what the Browns are going to do in the draft. Yes, okay. sir. That's big. Now, yeah. with no first round pick. Okay. Uh, and I, I'm looking here right now, guys, at uh, fan-sided's mm. mock draft for the Browns, okay? Oh, and what they're predicting is that the Browns in the second round are going to pick Sky Moore. They're going to trade with the Cowboys and move down, okay? Mm-hmm. Coming in at 69 instead of – they're going to move down 12 spots. That's a good number. Okay. Yeah. And they're going to draft Sky Moore as a slot receiver. And Moore is short but stout and has great athleticism and long speed, and he should be a dynamic slot target in the NFL. His quickness, short area agility, and ability to create separation at all three levels of the field would fit perfectly in this new-look Browns offense. What is he, built like uh, Tyreek Hill? Yeah, short and stout. Do you call... Him short and stout. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Short, to, cer- me, short, I'm, certainly. I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm about to look. He's 195. Um, so that is, uh, I guess that's pretty stout for being 5'10. I guess that Tyreek is about two something. In perspective, in perspective, because mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite receivers ever, um, Steve Smith, mm-hmm. he was 5'9. Okay. Right. So it's not too short. And he was 195. Okay. So that's not a bad size to still be able to command room. You know what I mean? To now, receive. In the third uh, round, they're predicting that the Browns are going to take an edge rusher, Kingsley Enigbari. Okay. He stands at 6'3, 258, 
with vines for arms at 34.75 inches. He had a mixed pre-draft process. He had a mixed pre-draft process with an excellent vertical jump indicating a great get-off, but poor agility testing. And that means his ceiling as a pass rusher could be lower than others still on the board. Okay. However, he just turned 22 in January, and while players like Arnold Ebeketi and Nick Bonito, who will likely end up going in a similar range to Enigbari, are older, and the Browns may not take a guardrail exception this high. But but we'll see. What you guys think about uh, edge rusher in the third round? Um, I mean, I, I mean, we need we need one. <laughs> okay. And now here, here here's another one. Here's another. They're, they're, they're again mock draft, but in this mock draft, they're allowing trades. So they say basically in the next Next pick that the Browns trade and they send Cleveland sends 3.78 and 6.202 to New England for 3.85 and the 2023 fourth. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So it's the third round, the 78th pick, and the sixth round, 202nd pick they send to New England for the third round, 85th pick and the 2023 fourth of the New England Patriots. And with that pick, they draft Logan Hall, defensive lineman. It's another small move back here for Cleveland. It turns late. And let's see what they say about Hall. It's a player who should be under heavy consideration if he's on the board at 44. But he he must be utilized properly as his 6'6", 283-pound frame is slight for a defensive tackle. But but he has the athleticism, explosiveness, and power to wreak havoc. And some teams may even view him as an edge, giving him giving him the versatility that defensive coordinator Joe Woods covets. Right. Okay. And then the Browns is- then pick again in the third round at the 99th pick. Okay. Okay. And they they're mm-hmm. predicting a safety, Kirby Joseph. Okay. Okay, and, okay. And, and here's, aside from having a cool name, uh, Kirby Joseph, Joseph provides the Browns with a center fielder at safety, allowing them to deploy John Johnson III and Grant Delpit closer to the line of scrimmage, taking better advantage of their versatile skill sets. Joseph barely played for three years at Illinois, but picked off five passes last season and has a great athletic profile. Okay. All right. Um, I, I was going to ask you a question. This is free agency. Okay. Thing. Do you think the Browns, uh, that it seems possible, or would it be good for them to go after Julio Jones? Well, we're going to be talking about free agents after we finish this, just walking through this mock, okay? Because there's, okay. there, there's some things, and I don't know. Because, see, first of all, Julio Jones is not yet available to anybody. The Titans are not going to cut him till June 1st. Okay. okay. There's some financial reasons for that. So right now, to get Julio Jones, you got to trade with the Titans. And until after June 1st, he will not be a free agent. Okay. And the word is, is that Julio Jones is either going to end up with Tom Brady in uh, Tampa Bay, who, by the way, has a new head coach. Okay. Yeah. Bruce Arians stepped down and they've promoted the D.C. Okay. Oh, okay, former head coach of, of the Jets. Uh, but anyway, uh, in, in the fourth round with the 132nd pick, they got the Browns picking Chigosium Onkonkwo. Onk, 
Okonkwo uh, is listed as a tight end, but he doesn't really have a true position. He's six foot two, 238 pounds, which is almost unheard of for a tight end. But he moves differently than any other player at the position. His 4.52 40-yard dash and 35.5-inch vertical leap match up with his tape, which also shows a player with supreme agility and quickness. He's a move piece that Kevin Stefanski would be excited to involve in unique and creative ways and someone that defenses have to worry about defending and honest to goodness with the way they describe him. It brings to my mind to Debo Samuels. Sounds interesting. A little light for a tight end though. No, no. 238 is not in any way light for a tight end. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No. Um, Okay. Uh, Joe Pascal at the 223 in the seventh round. Um, and he is an edge out of Kentucky. He looks like the prototype the Browns seem to want playing opposite Miles Garrett. He's six foot two, 268 with good straight line speed and elite explosiveness. He's a power edge who logs snaps inside at Kentucky and is a player to keep an eye on for the Browns on day two. Will any of these players be available at the spots that we've picked in this mock? Uh, probably not. Does it? Does that make mock drafts any less fun? No, it does not. So anyway, <laughs> there you go. So it, it, at the end of a mock draft, that's what you write. Okay. Yeah, these players probably aren't going to be available at these spots. I'm just saying, you know, I was just saying in the first place, but it, it gives you the opportunity looking at these mock drafts to look at potentials of the way things could fall out and could happen. Should trades go on and listen, if we don't know anything else about Andrew Barry, what do we know? He makes moves. He's on a draft genius. Day. He makes moves on draft day. Well, one could argue about whether he's a genius or not. There's, you know, see, come on. Andrew Barry's only conducted two drafts for the Browns. And and while we've seen some early highlights out of picks like Owusu Koromoa and and others, whether or not those picks work out long-term and become all pros, perennial favorites at the top of their game, you know, we don't know. And Andrew Barry's tenure as general manager in Cleveland is still young enough to where the jury is really out. He looks like he's doing his job good. Yeah, genius uh, is a little premature. I get that. Yeah. Now, how about this? You want to talk about free agents? Here's a here is three free agents that should be prime that should be. Top priority targets for the Browns. The first one, they want the Browns to get Danny Shelton. He is the exact player that Barry should target. But the bottom line is that the Cleveland Browns need to do something at defensive tackle. Yeah, you guys know who Danny Shelton is, right? Yeah, he used to play for us. Yeah. And he's now with the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Um, or has been with the Patriots, I should say. And target number two, Will Fuller, wide receiver. I know there's been a lot of Jarvis Landry chatter and a possible return, but I really don't think that happens. This is what uh, Greg Newland of uh, 
the dog pound daily is saying. He doesn't think Jarvis is coming back. So he's saying that Will Fuller, wide receiver, who is currently or has been on the Texans roster and is a free agent, um, the, per- the perfect fit appears to be Will Fuller, who certainly has some question marks, but provides a ton of upside compared to a guy like Landry. Fuller, when on the field, has proven to be one of the most effective wide receivers in the league. He has the speed to be a deep threat and is also a fantastic <clears throat> route runner. That and his history with Watson is enough to have me ready to sign him now. So here's a guy that has experience with the quarterback you just signed. He's got speed, and he's a good route runner. And uh, let's just be fair. The one thing he did said when he's on the field, and remember, the best ability for any football player is availability. And the number one free agent target that the Browns should be working to sign, Jadavion Clowney, defensive end. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. And doesn't I, that change the draft a little bit? Yeah, but I can tell you this. I think Jadavian Clowney is going to wait until the second bout of free agency before he signs with anybody. Yeah, he'll wait for the draft to be over. Before he'll wait he's... for the draft to be over, which means you will not be able to sign Jay Cl- Jay, Jadavian Clowney until after June 1st. Yeah. No, the, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's iffy. It makes no sense for him to do so because right. teams will fill because out their roster and they'll know exactly not establish what they have. until until people fill their gaps with the draft and he sees where positions are still open. Right. His, right. He, he's he, it's 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 not he's not able to establish the value he wants. And listen, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Jadavian wants more than the Browns are offering him. Now, whether or not there's an actual market out there where he can get that. Really depends on what happens in the draft, guys. Right, right. Because, well, it's a receiver-heavy and defensive line, offensive line-heavy draft. Like, those are, you, you got a plenty of those positions he had that make no sense for him not to wait and then see if there's a team that's like, hey, we got to get a guy and give him what he wants. Now, so he, here's, some, here's some news that doesn't directly relate to the Browns in terms of upcoming but let's go back two days, which was April Fool's, right? Mm-hmm. And now go back a year from there. A year ago today, if I was talking to you on April Fool's Day, two parents upset their sons with April Fool's prank about Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield being traded to Pittsburgh. And I don't know if you guys saw that one, but these kids were just crying and boohooing and oh my God. <laughs> and it's ironic because a year later, if the Browns should find a way to release Baker and then alleviate themselves of a, some of or a majority of his cap, the Steelers are definitely interested in signing Baker Mayfield if it doesn't involve trading assets away. All right. right. So that that cruel joke on those two kids who were fans of Baker Mayfield could end up being truth a year later. Yeah, absolutely. Now. Here's a list of Brown's free agents that remain unsigned, guys. Well, there's wide receiver Jarvis Landry, of course, and defensive end Jadavian Clowney. J.C. Treader, offensive lineman, still unsigned. Strong safety Ronnie Harrison, still unsigned. Mm-hmm. Defensive end Tack McKinley, 
still unsigned. Mm. Defensive end, Port Augustine, still unsigned. And this, these are these are unsigned as of, let me give you the date, as of April 2nd, okay? Right. All right. Uh, Tag McKinley, Port Augustine. Linebacker, Malcolm Smith. Mm. Defensive end, Ifiadi Obenigdo, Obenigbo. Tight end, Steven Carlson. And punter, Dustin Colquitt. Defensive tackle, Sheldon Day. Defensive tackle, Malik Jackson. Defensive tackle, Malik McDowell. Both of the Maliks. We could we could start next season without a Malik. Malikless. 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 And, and who does that anyway? And who does that? And kicker, Chase McLaughlin. Okay. Yeah, I got Chris. Ride receiver Ryan Switzer. And how can we go on without him? Who the fuck is he? (laughs) Okay. And uh, (laughs) linebacker Montrell Meander. Wait, okay. Hold on. Here's a guy that should highly consider changing his fucking name because he's in the NFL. And you don't want a guy meandering out there. Okay. And his last name is (laughs) Meander. Okay. Montrell Meander. (laughs) And uh, running back Dexter Williams, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it. That, that, so that's I, I, I want to bring this up about Jarvis Landry. Um, do we? First of all, he's not going to get the twenty million he wants from any team. I don't even think he's going to get the sixteen million that he couldn't get from the Browns. But again, here's Does a guy that's that probably more better. likely for but, him to come back. But here's a guy that's probably better served by waiting until after the draft and thereby in doing so waiting same. till June 1st. He's in the same position Clowney's in. It's a no receiver no heavy doubt. draft no and defensive line heavy draft, offensive line heavy no, draft. There's no reason for him not to wait to see Jarvis where Jarvis Landry's people have already expressed interest <laughs> in returning to the Browns since you know the signing of Deshaun Watson. It's intriguing for any receiver to have a guy of that caliber throwing you the ball. Okay. And listen, I can't tell you how it's going to shake out. I hear a lot of people saying it's likely. I hear a lot of other people saying it ain't going to happen because let's be honest. um, Miami, another previous team of Jarvis's have an up and coming quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. And mm-hmm. and a receiving core that they're putting around him, and they could use a guy with the route running skills of Jarvis Landry. Whether he'd consider going back to Miami or not, I don't know. All right, but right. but he certainly has his options available. Jarvis was all set to go to Atlanta when it looked like Deshaun Watson was going to Atlanta. And again, the talk of Deshaun, the talk of Dar. Jarvis coming back to Cleveland started when we signed Deshaun Watson. Right. By the way, speaking right. of Deshaun Watson, you know, he posted an Instagram picture of his Browns jerseys. But in the background, he forgot to take his Falcons jersey out of the picture. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> just, to, just know that that shit. And by the way, Arthur Brank, Arthur Blank. Uh, owner of the Falcons in uh, in uh, our most recent demonstration of revisionist history, 
says, well, we explored signing Deshaun, but that was it. It was like, no, we, 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 we hadn't made the decision to sign him. Okay. <laughs> Come on, right. guy, dude. That's all. That's all well and good. Say, say what oh, you want see, to. Well, I mean, everybody's going to say what they want. The truth is, and we know it is Deshaun signed because of 230 million guaranteed. Right, right. And the Falcons weren't willing it's to like, it's like sign a, him for 230 million. It's like I told people guaranteed. about the Deshaun press conference. It's like, well, I know one lie he told in that press conference that the $230 million had nothing to do with his decision to come to Cleveland. My ass. Okay. My ass. Okay. <laughs> that I don't buy that for a minute. And anybody who does. <clears throat> Just, I got, I, some, believe, I, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona you may be interested in. Well, mine's not in Arizona. It's in the middle of the ocean. I got, I I really I got a bridge in Brooklyn that, that's, right. that's for floats, sale. The island I also got a bridge. <laughs> anyway, you know what? That, o- that oceanfront property in Arizona is quite valuable. Let me know about that after the yeah. show. Um, <laughs> Brown's David Njoku supports his little bro at WWE tryouts. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and of course the subject that we've all been wanting to talk about, and I know you guys have been waiting this long. What are the potential landing spots for Baker Mayfield? Um uh, not the Browns, that's for sure. I will put it this way. As uh-huh. of a tr- actual trade, Seattle, and that's all I think there is actually. I as a trade, yes, I think, and but here's the problem. And it appears anyway, and none of this is confirmed, but it appears that Seattle is asking for a pick along with him. Okay. Well, either, what that, I will either get a to pick along that, with him or the Browns to pay more than half of the remaining salary. Neither what I'm gonna, the Browns want to do. What I'm going to say to that is this. If the Browns get down to the crunch of it, right? And like this deal, the other deal they have doesn't really look like it's panning out. That actually may be worth it for them to cl- have the cap cleared to just give a pick, have the cap cleared and mm-hmm. trade. him. I mean, it might be worth it now, as far as like other suitors for him to be traded, there's none. Why? Because all the teams know that well, the Browns might just release him. Dogs by nature has some thoughts. And the first team they list as a potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield is the New York football giants. Yeah. The Giants really? have a starting quarterback. His name is Daniel Jones. He's taken mm-hmm. with the sixth overall selection in the 2019 draft. At that time, it was widely acknowledged that he would have been available much later in the same round or even early into the second round. Now, after three seasons, most media outlets are campaigning for Jones to be traded and begin with a new guy at the helm, especially after suffering a neck sprain that ended his 2021 season way too early. Uh, Jones, Jones has been injury prone during his tenure and, and, and blah, 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 blah. So, but the next team, and this is a rumor that won't go away. The Detroit lions, Los Angeles gave up on quarterback Jared Goff after he was taken with the first overall pick in the 2013 NFL draft. He was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2017 and 18 and tossed for 4,638 yards in his final seasons with the Ram. But head coach Sean McVay had stated repeatedly that his young quarterback needed to play better and stop his habit of turning over the ball. Well, you know, apparently he didn't stop that in, um, you know, he's, 
while his numbers don't look terrible when you consider what I've seen out of other quarterbacks, he threw 19 touchdowns and eight interceptions, so fully half of what he's thrown in touchdowns. For every two touchdowns, you get a pick out of him. Yeah. All right. Quarterback so, rating of ninety one point five. Those aren't bad numbers, and it's it, see, it's hard for me to see the. It's hard for me to see the Lions want Baker Mayfield as an improvement on those numbers. Well, it right. depends if you think you're going to get Baker from this past season or the season before. But when has Baker Mayfield ever posted a number where he's playing better than ninety one point five QBR? Well, no, that's where he hovers around. I mean, right. It sounds like you're trading one thing for the same thing. Well, what I'll get to in that, though, is is this. I mean, interesting enough, when we start talking about quarterbacks, and like I've been saying, it's not like any team is not flourished with that kind of quarterback play. It's not necessarily bad quarterback play. either. Right. So that's why what I feel there's only one team that will actually trade for Baker. Cause even out of those teams, I'm still saying Seattle's the only one I see will actually make a trade for him because Seattle's the only one that's in a position where like, uh, we could be good. Now here's the interesting not. thing. I got a question though. 90 uh, <coughs> Baker ever had over a 91 QBR in any game. No, yeah. not in any game. We're talking season. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking season average. Jared Goff was 91.5 for the season <laughs> last year. And it's hard for me to imagine them in their brain thinking they're going to improve on that by signing Baker Mayfield. Right. And the other thing is those two teams, like the Giants, don't have to get the quarterback. They do have one. They want a new one. Okay. Right. Give them better chances. They don't have to, so they don't need to trade. The Lions really, I mean, I'm saying the Lions don't have to. They were one of the worst teams last year, but they don't have to. They do have a quarterback. They don't. Seattle kind of has to get a quarterback. Right. Okay. Well, we That's understand that because they got, they got, uh, what's this dude from, you know, the Broncos ex quarterback, Drew right. Locke. Okay. But Seattle's guys, the third team, the third team, which you would think would the well, next team they're gonna say is the Seahawks, right? Because they only list three teams as potential landing spots for Baker Mayfield in this article, and the third team's gonna blow you away. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that is blowing me away. How many times has anybody read that the Dolphins starting quarterback Tua Tagovailoa is on the hot seat? Yet this is yet another tale of a first-round pick taken very high in the draft, number five, that has failed to live up to his billing. For one, he's had fumbling problems. Another issue is that the young man has been injured quite a bit, having started just 21 contests in 33 games. During this offseason, every media outlet within South Florida area has put out a story about the, what the Dolphins should do about Tua. Most are not favorable. Mayfield's present was, would it, presence would end this. If Tua is indeed named the starter, then Mayfield would push him for snaps. Because Tua has frequent injury issues, this would play nicely into the fact that an NFL starting quarterback is at the ready. Mm-hmm. Think about all the weapons Miami has stockpiled. Mayfield would be in another world with receivers such as Speedster, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, plus the recent trade with Kansas City Tyreek Hill. Although Devontae Parker has been traded away, so he no longer figures in on the Miami, you know, so at the time of this right. writing. 
2021 was supposed to be the year the Dolphins became a playoff contender based on the fact that they went 10-6-0 the year before and just missed the postseason, but that never materialized, and they began the year 1-4-0. Part of the reason was that Tua missed most of the year with the rib injury in the se- early in the season. In week one, Tagovailoa didn't look at all that special, During the Dolphins' season-opening win over the Patriots, he threw for 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and only completed 59.3% of his passes. Mm -hmm. Those aren't exactly awe-inspiring numbers. Mm -hmm. Their offense was anemic while the defense just wasn't up to its former self. Even after Tua returned from his injury, the magic was uh, was there on occasion, but so were the turnovers. So they they currently have $21,820,337 in cap space with a trade to Miami and all their weapons. Even if Tua is the starter in week one, it's inevitable that at some point he will go down and Mayfield would fill in nicely. So doesn't sound after hearing all that as far-fetched as it sounded when you first heard it, does it? No. And and there you have it. Um, but yeah, but that definitely was not one of the teams I would I would think would. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it, it certainly it certainly wasn't on my list. That well, you know, you could end up in Miami, and uh, and and then I got nothing else to say after this because this here is show ending news, as far as I'm concerned. Nick Mullins is a Raider. Yeah, they're pretty showing. Well, I guess way, I, I guess I, I, I like guess his game people. that he played against the Raiders really impressed them. Well, I mean, he made no mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything really super awe-inspiring, but he's a backup quarterback. They wanted him to play within the game that they set him to play, yeah. and he did it, like, flawlessly. He made no mistakes, didn't throw any picks. He barely had most of his incompletions, If I because they had drop passes that game, okay? I mean, he played a... That's a stellar game. If you get that out of your backup, you're a team and somebody goes down and you're like, well, they'll be back. We need you to hold up for one or two games. That's the kind of play you want. Oh, the the oh. Patriots have had talks with Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Don't man. know what they were talking about, but oh, they've had talks with him. <laughs> well, I mean, Odell is at least in a decent spot where he did win. He contribute to a Super Bowl. Oh, but then he did have the injury in it. Another another little piece of news here. The uh, the poll has been taken. Okay, and this is on uh, Total Pro Sports. Okay, Mm -hmm. the five ugliest uniforms in the National Football League voted by fans. No, the ugliest uniform, and I think we should all agree. Well, maybe everybody but Hugh is the Seattle Seahawks. Ugly fucking uniform. Oh, no. The light green is on point, dude. No, no. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams are the second ugliest uniform in the league. I, and I tell you, that day glow yellow and the change in the blue, um, what they did to that uniform when they changed that uniform was just horrendous. And they should, I, they should I be think ashamed. They should go back to the gold. Exactly. They had it right when they changed the yellow to the yellow gold into actual gold. Right. They, right. they, they did right. The third ugliest uniform in the league is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I agree with that. Fourth ugliest uniform in the league as voted by the fans, the Washington Commanders. 
And who do you think comes in at number five, boys? I mean, come on. Why am I reading this article on TBF, a Browns fans podcast? We come in at five, which I don't get. I don't get it. I think it's the lack of logo. I think it's just that hate for the lack of logo. Okay. Because, I, I mean... I'm not saying we have beautiful uniforms or color coming, but it's very plain Jane. I'd expect this to be like almost dead set in the well, middle. Not only of that, come on. It's football starts in the fall and the Browns yeah. embody fall with their colors, orange and all brown. color. It all goes together. These are harvest colors, man. Yeah, it looks scrumptious. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they should be dead set in the middle of the league. Not one of the worst. That's it's a lie that they're one of the worst to me. It's a lie. It's just popular to say that they have bad uniforms. Yeah, are the Browns is a thing that a lot of people like to do. That's all I'll say. It's a lie. But I'd again, like to see what was six. I, yeah, no kidding. But they don't show the rest of the list. They just showed the top five ugliest fucking teams. And, uh, and, and there you have it. But honest to goodness, um, I don't know that there's much else to say. And clearly the, the Cleveland Browns are saddled with a controversial issue that will go well beyond when it's even settled in terms of status of the player himself. Because no matter what's decided, there are people that won't accept a decision. Oh, yeah. But again, 40, 40 masseuses. 22 of them filing suit, 18 of them saying, yeah, Deshaun's a good guy. He never did that shit with me. Um, It leaves you wondering because, again, just the mere fact that 22 separate cases are all represented by the same lawyer doesn't quite pass the smell test. And it's the smell test, I think, that's going to matter on this one in the long run and dictate whether or not the league needs to do something. Right. Well, and the other thing, and somebody pointed it out because I was watching one of the, uh, I can't remember if this was first take or one of them or whatever, but I was well, watching If there a was a guy with a really big mouth yelling named Stephen A. Smith, it was Stephen first a. take. Smith. I think <laughs> that was, was the take. show, but it, I'm saying that because it was more focusing on the female cast, and I think that is the show. Okay. I don't watch, I get bad with who's on what sometimes. I got you. I, got I don't you. watch Me it too. consistently enough. But um, she was basically, you know, because she, she's on the side, obviously, and lots of people are decided to win. It's like, hey, and he gets to play, but it's being pointed out. They were pointing out, it's like, so, but what if he's innocent? Then you've held him hostage two years, and he hasn't played football. There has to be resolution for that. You can't just pull up cases for somebody knowing that it's going to and then just hold it there, knowing the information is false. Okay, basically, rhetorically, rhetorically, they've held Colin Kaepernick hostage for five years because he knelt down during the national anthem. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot to say about that, but it but Colin Kaepernick's not an illegal issue either, though. No, he's not. No, he's not. So, I mean, this is more so they're holding the NFL is doing their good by the legal issues by saying, "Okay, we're not going to let you play like this. Okay, but Mm -hmm. then on the legal side of it is like, can you sit there knowing that that's happening? Just sit there and just hold this guy's career hostage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, but 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 again, I just want to say, if you're asking that hypothetical question, can you? 
They've held Colin Kaepernick hostage over just taking a knee during the national anthem for five years. Okay. So they're certainly capable of it. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. It just seems this. It just seems on the whole front of innocent until proven guilty. This seems like way on the back. And I'm not defending Watson saying he didn't do anything. Okay, that is for them to determine. Frankly, don't know. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, hello. We can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, I was like, I've been trying to. Talking for some reason, I haven't been coming in. I don't know well, why. Until I saw you leave the conversation and come back in moments ago, we weren't hearing you. Okay. Oh, okay. We I showed you as muted. I I just wanted to bring light to what you guys were talking about. It's like if you even if there's even a glimmer of you trying to side with Deshaun Watson and trying to look at this thing objectively, people that are really on the women's side totally want to disown you. I mean, no. I've gone through talking but, with people. But, 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 okay. But, but I don't have empathy for those women. Let me just women. say this. Let me just say this. Why would you be taking any side on this? Right. Well, listen, Not, all you I mean, can do, all you can do at this point, if you're a Browns fan, is understand that this is who your team signed. And that's what I, yeah, we don't know. We really we don't, don't know. know. And what we do, what, what we do know are the facts that we do know. And the fact is that there's 22 women who have filed civil suit all with the same lawyer. Right. That's an eyebrow yep. raiser at best. And to, to anybody who that doesn't, to anyone, who, to anyone who that doesn't raise an eyebrow for, they have absolutely no familiarity with the legal system in terms of civil suits. Okay, the only time you're going to see 22 separate cases, I mean, I'm sorry, 22 separate litigants with the same lawyers in a class action suit. These are all separate cases. What are the likelihood? What is the likelihood without a lawyer recruiting these people on his own, which right there is a collusion accusation right there. Okay, lawyers are not. That's not the lawyer's job to do you know, and I think it's because it's an emotionally charged issue that people aren't willing to say, whoa, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Like and you're too caught up with your emotion on the but other again, side. Should any of these cases actually go to the courtroom? I expect on day one, the motion of Deshaun's legal team will be to dismiss this case. And then there no, will be hearings. No and then at that point, there will be hearings where they present this evidence. This shit don't happen, man. Come on, really? Okay, yes, now, but I, honest, honest to goodness, for the health of the football player in his interest to get back on the field and start playing as soon as possible, because keep in mind, he spent the entire 21 season out. Okay, he's already been off for a year. It's being speculated that no matter how good Colin Kaepernick looks, and by the way, he, he threw for scouts at the halftime of the uh, Michigan spring game on Saturday and they say his arm is awesome. Okay. But having not played for as long as he has, the speculation is he won't be able to. Okay. Two consecutive seasons, not playing is not what Deshaun wants. And if he's going to fight these battles in court, he's going to find himself on the commissioner's exempt list. And I believe while the Browns have stated, they're not going to try to pressure him to do it. He should be pressuring himself to settle these cases. Mm. I mean, if he wants to have an NFL career, because, you know, 
let me tell you something that's still true in the NFL. His money's guaranteed as long as he makes the team. Okay? You still have to make the team. If Deshaun works out and can't play because he's been off for two years and can't get back in that football shape, right? He won't make any of that money. He won't play football. Right. So you still got to make the team. It's certainly going to be interesting to see how the all Turk of this is still out. your enemy, no matter who you are. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, any last points you guys want to make before we get the heck out of Dodge? I'm hoping Jarvis Landry can find his way back to the Browns. That I really nice. Am. It would be nice. Yeah. I'd like it. I, I have no objection to Jarvis coming. And I really think Jarvis earns uh, what he's asking for. I don't know if the Browns can work it out where they got that much to pay him. So I think if he comes back to Cleveland, it is at a discount. And I know that's not what's on Jarvis's mind. I think it's going to be a discount no matter what team he goes with. I don't no, think I don't. he's getting 16 I, I think there's, I think there's a team that wants a wily veteran receiver who has proven he can post numbers. Um, I mean, interesting with Jarvis Landry, I will, I will say it this way. I don't think last season really proved to, because if you look at averages and stuff, last mm. season didn't prove that he's still not capable. Okay. It didn't help he him. Didn't, it didn't, it help didn't help him, him, but it didn't hurt him. It I didn't don't hurt think. him either. It kind of put it in a stance. So you, you, what a team would ask is that, okay, the, it's kind of in the middle ground of whether his he's waned or he's the same. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. he might get the money. And that's why it makes no sense for him to do anything because all the, all the, his position is one of the primaries in the draft, if not the primary. Okay, mm-hmm. is what of what's loaded. It just makes no season reason for him to do anything. Wait, see what team gets younger at the position and needs something, and what's open as far as needing a veteran. Because you always need veteran leadership yeah. in your receiver room. And the other thing is, he is. You need sure hands too. When you get a rookie receiver, okay, you can be all about the combine and how sure you mm-hmm. think their hands are to begin and, with. That can even be their tote, but you don't know what's going to happen. Unless you forget as a Browns fan, you don't need Jarvis to provide veteran leadership because you have one of the best route runners in the league signed to wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Right, right, right. And that doesn't mean I wouldn't mind having Jarvis. You got two guys. Oh, no, it'd be great. That, it'd be great. I mean, you're getting Watson. Okay. Yeah. Cool. People forget how how hard it is for for a, a de- the defending um, secondary to deal with two elite receivers on each side. You don't see it very often because receivers yeah. command money. Oh okay. yeah, can you, yeah. They command more money than they even used. Absolutely. To, okay. Can you more money can you than have they even used to? Can you imagine having Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, and Jarvis? Oh my God! But I don't think again. I don't think I that's think the happen. I think the Browns' cap situation is as such that when True. Julio Jones becomes available on June first, when he is reportedly going to be cut by the Titans, yeah. they ain't gonna have enough money to sign Julio. And there's that a means, lot of other teams. There's a lot of other teams with right. a lot more cap space that are going to be interested in Julio. I mean, the only way I see us getting Julio is if Julio falls in love with the concept of playing with Watson. Okay, 
But guess and then what? You, right. You'll have to get the, insurance. The problem becomes is right. anybody who falls in love with the concept of playing with Watson is saying, yeah, but that's probably going to be in 23. Right. Well, no, that's true. That's why I was just saying. It, who wants to wait a year to, to do that? And you have by to the get way, insurance. If play. they sign a, if they sign a one year contract with team X, they can still do that. They can yeah. You know what, you know, what would be absolutely ideal and it probably isn't going to happen. What if everything pans out? Deshaun Watson is found absolutely, you know, he's not guilty. He, he, he you know, none of these, he gets out of all and the, the cases. Look like fucking fits. geniuses. Yeah. Well, no, here's the other part. And then everybody else falls because they did. They found out there really was a conspiracy. Can you imagine that? Yes, I can imagine that, but I doubt that that's, I, I doubt, that, I doubt, I doubt it. I doubt that I because the PR happen. nightmare that that would be for the league, I don't think the league is going to allow it to happen. Listen, but, to avoid the PR nightmare that was and still is, Washington. the league has literally blackballed a quarterback named Colin Kaepernick just for taking a knee during the national anthem. I'm, I will accept. By the way, he's going to get tryouts with NFL uh he already Coach did it. on Saturday. He tried out for 23 NFL scouts during the halftime at the Michigan spring game. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I the other thing, good. the other thing I'll, I'll point out is I think the NFL is already doing that with the whole, like you got to hire a black, a minority offensive. I'm saying but black, but it's minority. Pretty much blackball Colin Kaepernick because right. this is the first time that they're, they're, they've even really had scouts look at him. Okay. Right. Now, what and I, I don't gonna think anybody's going to sign Colin. I'm going to be real honest with you. Th- there is a so rumor that the Kansas City Chiefs are the inside favorite to sign Colin Kaepernick to back up Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I guess that's logical. Um, that's logical. I'd say that, that is not. That would be logical. so awesome. So, I mean, if anybody would do it, somebody like an Andy Reid would probably do it. Right. Now, what I'd also like to point out is like what you're talking about, you know, and if it could end up being a conspiracy found and stuff like that. Like the only thing I can see on that level that's ever happened in professional sports to me on the level that it would have to happen for something to, like mm-hmm. that to happen with the Watson situation is the Dan Sterling situation. OK, in right. basketball. And what happened with that? They made him get off of that. They, they basically like you, you can't be an owner. They basically barred him like you can't be one. So you had to sell it. OK, I mean. Except now that he's back involved with the team. I just read an article. Is about he, that. Is he yeah. back involved? Yeah, it's with really, it's really weird. The whole situation going on with the Washington commanders is weird. And again, I said with a couple of pending lawsuits that are out here, the Mike, the Flores lawsuit, the ongoing investigation of the commanders and the way they do business and the indeterminate status of that owner and I think the potential tie-in in terms of discriminatory practices of the whole Deshaun Watson affair, I think that if it all gets explored with a transparency that should be, some of the stuff we find out could probably end the league. And that's why I don't think yeah. you're going to see that kind of transparency or that kind of full exploration. Which is why I think it's in Deshaun Watson's best interest to settle these fucking suits and get him out of his life. 
Yeah, you know what I'm talking about as far as um, Donald Sterling. I'm talking about the Clippers and basketball. Oh, you're talking about Donald Sterling. I thought you was talking about um, Daniel <laughs> Snyder of the Commanders. No, 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 no. Okay. No, and that's another – well, that's another situation with that. But I'm actually talking about – Oh, yeah, um, well, yeah. Donald Sterling, he what was basically did. forced to – Right, yeah. but – it did start something up where he's over. He already had controversy with, with race, racial issues. Right. Oh, and then again, that happened. What, what, and then I think what the NBA saw at that point was. Hey, it's got to be handled. Here's our guy. No, no, yeah. But don't think that there weren't other teams uh, with business being conducted in the same way. OK. Right. And that this was their guy. He could be the poster boy because he had literally crossed the line by way too much. And they could make an example of him and then kind of walk away into a new day. Right. OK, because because listen, he didn't he didn't adopt his practices because they weren't OK. OK. At the right. time he was doing his shit. All right. OK. Right. And I, I think what the NFL is avoiding is the NFL's already gone through its stuff. They are in, they, they are in search of a like, scapegoat. They are in search of a scapegoat. And I think Dan Snyder is the guy. Yeah. Okay. If they can, as much as they can scapegoat on this guy and make him the one. And listen, the guy that appears to be the other guy that might be the one they pick is the Amir Khan that owns the. The Jaguars. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, he just let the Black News Channel go under. Oh, really? Yes, he did. He said, I ain't putting another dime in it. And, you know, he's the only brown face at the owner's table. Okay. Wow. Him him being Arabic. uh, But, hey, listen, it is what it is. Okay. And, and, but the, 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 Clearly, the league has a, a public relations issue with women, okay? And they yes. have an actual issue with discriminatory practices against people of color, all right? So mm-hmm. They need to handle both of these things, and they are in search of a scapegoat. And what's right? interesting about it is, like, they've already had their dealings, and it should be over. And then it now really they're in be. more. Really and that's why be. I think they came out so fast with this thing about, hey, we're going to hire, you're going to hire a minority. All 32 of you. You know, know what I mean? But, that, because, but, but let me tell you something. That is going to be challenged in court at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I already said to somebody, I was like, you know, this stinks of being going to a court one day, even for somebody saying, hey, my job was compromised by you guys doing this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. I mean, on one on one end, you say, oh, yeah, that's good. And then on another end, you're like, well, not really. Not for from a standpoint of like actual like this yeah. guy deserves a job. What you this should guy be doing does. is hiring these guys because they're qualified, because don't tell me that having. Having coached the offense that he has for the past five seasons in Kansas City, that Eric B enemy is not deserving to be head coaching somebody's team. Right. Yeah. It, 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 gets, it speaks volumes. Right. That is the problem. You've had guys step in the head coaching positions who have done less. Right. And there you go. Well, guys, you're we, 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 we got to walk out the door on this one. And I do not know with the with the draft being what, what, 25 days away now. Yeah. You think one more time before the draft. Maybe we get together around tax day and talk. Sounds, good. Uh, Sounds like a happy day. Yeah. 
What day is tax day? I mean, well, it's so April you're not, 18th. It's April 18th this year. Which you're talking is not uh, Sunday. I have no idea. Oh, that's that wasn't my point. I'm saying about the middle of the month, whatever okay. Sunday is around it's the middle a, of the it month. It is a Monday. That is a okay, Monday. Okay, so then it's April 17th or thereabouts. Okay. okay. Would be would be the day we do. The reason it's the 18th is because with the 15th being on a Friday, Uncle Sugar wanted to give you the weekend to go through all that paper. Okay. So where's, where, where, is, where is the draft being held this year? I don't remember. I think, I, you know what? I don't fucking remember. Is TBF, is TBF still paying for tickets for me to attend is what I want to know. No, no, they are not. No, no they are not. I thought we had a budget for that. Our, our austerity budgeting system has indicated that we will not be doing that. Okay. Las, Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Oh, hell no. We ain't sending you to Vegas. I mean, I thought I since I have yeah. a salary per se, yeah. I can at least go to Vegas. I mean, come on. Well, you can. We are not going to prevent you from going to Vegas. What we are not going to do is pay for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying um, is all. Just saying is all. Anyway, and these are not discriminatory practices. That's no, for everybody support, across the board. You, okay, that's for support you and your decision to go. Everybody equally. But we, that's right. But we do support your decision to go, should you like to. And you can go as, as whatever as whatever you want. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's gonna be listen. I'm gonna, that's I'm right. gonna be in uniform. I'm gonna have a brown uniform on. Well, having said that, and with this now being the time that it is, we're walking out the door, boys. This is Paul, Hugh, and Jeff for TBF, a Browns fan, a Browns fans podcast. If we can actually say those words correctly. Saying to you, in the meantime, the in-between time, until it's that time, what time's that time for us to get together one more time before the NFL draft and talk about who we think the Browns might actually draft? Oh, yeah. Until then, we're out. Basement Tapes Production. Yeah.